Hey everybody, I know it's been a long time since you've heard my voice on the podcast and uh, I had to take a break and I'm still taking that break but I did want to put out uh, two of the episodes that I recorded before I started to go on hiatus and the first one being uh, my nephew Squirmy, uh, Samuel S3 Arnold. Uh, What he's doing is important, it's relevant, and deserves to be spotlighted. Uh, It's actually incredible what he's accomplishing at such an early age, and uh, I wanted to make sure that I put this out to encourage anyone that is uh, on that borderline of should I chase my dream or shouldn't I, Uh, hopefully uh, Squirma say something in here that will motivate you to give it a shot, but also to understand the sacrifice that it takes to, uh, to, to, to dream. Well, so here you go. Hope you enjoy the episode and, uh, I'll be back soon, uh, with, uh, new episodes. Squirm, what's up, man? What's up, man? How you doing, huh? I'm good, nephew. Uh, first, I want to say congratulations on your fight the other day. Uh, six Thank and you. zero. Six and zero now. Five and zero. Five and zero. Soon to be six and zero. Soon yes, to go sir. See when's your next fight coming up? Uh, June 18th, mainly. That's the date that I heard, but it's going to be tentative. sometime in June, though. A little tentative right now. Not, not for sure yet. Yeah, not for sure yet, but that I'm pretty sure that's when it's going to be. Well, man, when we when you when you was younger, I remember coming to some of your events. And, I mean, uh, sporting events. You was playing football. When you was mm-hmm. coming up, did you uh, did you like other sports? Yeah, uh, football. Football was a thing that I liked, but it was kind of like it was something that we all had to do. So. It was kind of like forced a little bit, but I like football. I still do, but uh, I, I played basketball one season. I'm starting to now really get a real love for basketball. I, I never really liked basketball, and I, uh, I ran track. And actually, cross country in middle school, I was number two in the state. So that was a sport that I never knew I was good at, that I ended up being good at. But boxing just was something like I – dreamed about envision at a young age as soon as I got into it it was just like a passion it was like it came to me naturally yeah that was my next question man when did you know that boxing was it for you I say about around nine or ten years old uh I've been training for boxing since before then but around that time it used to be this little bus they used to pick me up from school and take me to this local little boxing thing because when I moved from St. Louis to Dallas, it was a point in time where I was just playing football and I kind of went away from boxing and stuff. But when I found you know, it was a little local boxing gym, nothing like how I used to be, but it was just something to get back into it. Uh, that Around that time, that's when I really just knew, like, I, this is what I want to do when I get older. So you saying when you was in St. Louis, you had already kind of started boxing and you moved here and kind of went away from it. And then you found something here that was yeah, that was boxing, but it yeah. wasn't like it was in St. Louis. Not at all. Like that's the gym I started with. It wasn't, it was just like a kid's program for boxing. But uh it, it just it was enough for me to really be around it and say, no, nah, this is actually what I want to do though. But when I was in St. Louis, I used to really go to boxing practice every day and train and stuff like a real boxer. Now you, what what does that mean, man? Train, I mean, because some some somebody out there uh, don't understand because you you mean you only eighteen. I mean, you've been professional boxer since you was uh, yes, seventeen. Sir. You went pro before that. You was yes, you was amateurs, right? So when somebody right. say training like a real boxer at nine or ten. What does that even mean? It means not just training hard, but preparing your skill level to be able to be able to box with anybody. You know, at the end of the day, besides 
it, it being a fight is you performing. So you got to make sure you have to perform on the highest level against the top competition. So when you're ready to do that, that's really training like a boxer, running your mouths, getting good rounds of sparring in with guys, even if you think you can't beat them, getting guys that's awkward, you know, southpaws, different looks, and just being prepared for everything, really, that's what that means. So for the for 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 the casual, it's not it's not just going out there and throwing punches. It's a not science. At all. Yeah, definitely. You gotta have good defense. Uh ring IQ is a sport at the end of the day. So it's strategy. It's not just you throwing punches or knocking people out or anything like that. Sometimes it can look like that, but it's different styles. Certain guys are taller, certain guys are shorter, you know, different regions have different styles. So it's it's a lot that go into it. How'd you get introduced to it? It was it through watching it or actually somebody taking you to the gym? Uh, my family, my dad taking me to the gym. Uh, my uncle's taking me to the gym, hitting the mitts and stuff with my dad and stuff in the basement as a kid. Really, uh, boxing my cousins, all of us just being around the sport at a young age from the family. So, so it wasn't it wasn't like watching it or watching events. It was just you know you, your father putting you in a position to you know, to, to, to fall in love with it. Right. Okay. When you, when you, when you're coming up and you're recognizing that how hard it is to train for boxing, you know, it's, it's not only skill. I mean, it's got to have some natural ability, some skill. Mm -hmm. It's also endurance. Right. You can't, you can't do what you want to do and, and excel at this sport. Not at all. You got to make, you got to make sacrifices that, somebody at your age, it would be really hard for them to grab that. So for you, yeah, definitely. Did, you did you know auto, automatically, okay, man, I can't, I can't do what every other, you know, young person is doing in order to be good at this. How did you grab onto that? Um, it was instilled in me and also learning from other people's mistakes. So like seeing other people do certain things and try to box and seeing the results that they got, that just showed me like, no, that's not that's not what you can do. You can't do that in box, you know, or just other people doing anything in life, really, and trying to be successful. So you saw you saw people taking L's, and was like, okay, if I if I unless I want to take L's, I got to change up this. I got to change. What are some of the things you had that was hard for you to sacrifice in the beginning? Um, eating the food that I want to, right? Eating the food that I want to, because you got to be disciplined enough to fight at a weight class that's good for you. You know, I got a slim, like physique. You know, so like, um, I I really can't just fight at any weight class. You know what I'm saying? I got to use my natural abilities and fight at weight class that I'm tall at. You know, that's one of the things I got long arms. So, uh, if I eat bad, then you know I just be like. I take away my advantages, but uh, that not being able to, you know, I never been like the type of guy that want to drink or smoke, but like being a team, like a lot of people do that. That's another thing. And like, uh, you know, teens like, of course, want to be like intimate and stuff and relationships and stuff. But at times in boxing, when you train, you can't do that. Even if you got a girlfriend or anything like that, like you can't do that. So, in, in, in during training time, you got to give up food. I mean, you say you never, you're not really a drinker, smoking kind of dude, but uh, you know, you, you got to get that up too if you if you was into that. Right. And you got to give up some girls. Yeah, like I mean, you can have girls, you just can't be physical with them, though. Like you know. <laughs> Whenever it's time to train, somebody go ask why though. I want to know. I, 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 are you frozen, nephew? Somebody go ask why. Like why? No, what does that no. do to your energy? Um, I mean, not only like to me, I feel like when you do be that physical with people, you take some of their energy. So that could be one thing. But another thing is just the simple fact that if you do that and if you're training every day. Um, that's already a lot of energy, but it can make your legs weak, though. You need your legs in boxing. It can make your legs weak. You got to run. You got to jump rope. 
you got to jump and move around the ring the whole time you boxing. So it can make your legs real relaxed and weak. And you got to be sharp and on point the whole time you in a boxing ring. Man, so where, where, man, that's a lot of discipline, man. So if you had to say, you know, because you still, you know, you're young, you're still being raised. Right. You know, where does that discipline come from? Um, really, my father, but I, it, it's it's in you too. Like, if you want something bad enough, you're going to strive for it. So it's just something that I just built over time, really, from doing it so long. It, it's nothing like, Oh, uh, they think I'm weak because I got to lose these last two pounds and I can't eat before weighing. But I don't think of it that way. I think of boxing as my job. So, you know what I'm saying? I'll be able to eat for the rest of my life every day. But just today right here, I got to focus on making weight. And I'm going to do that and I'm going to win my fight. That's how I think of it, really. That's a strong mind, nephew. That's a strong yes, sir. mind. It takes a strong Thanks. mind is what you're saying. Um, Talking about how... Yeah, you got your discipline from your father. What y'all, what you have chosen to do with your life is very intense. And asking your father, you know, your, 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 this, your, at the end of the day, he, he's, he's like your trainer, your coach, and all of that, right? Right. But he's also your father. Yeah. So when y'all go into it, I mean, how difficult is that for you to, to balance being his son you know what I mean? And, and also uh, training with him at the same time. Sometimes it can get real difficult because, you know what I'm saying? He had me. He is my father. He's seen me from the day I was born up until now. So sometimes he can think of me as a kid, but I see myself as a man and I'm a grown man fighting other men. I'm a young man, but I see myself as a man. So he'd be a lot more nervous than me. But I'll be like, no, nah, this what we, this what we, this what all that was for. You know what I'm saying? This is all that was for. Just be calm, enjoy this moment. I'm gonna handle business. Just trust me to handle business. So sometimes he can get a little emotional leading up to the fight. You know what I'm saying? Not like he don't believe in me or anything, but he just get that like a parent would if that kid was having a fight after school or something, real nervous or something like that. But I just want him to be calm and just understand that this is what I was meant to do. I'm going to handle business every time I step in the ring. And he, when, uh, when he was introducing that discipline to you and, and you were younger and he had, to, he had to be the one to tell you, no, nah, you can't do this, no, nah, you can't do that. Uh, originally, does that put resentment into that relationship or are you right away understanding? Like, Not at all. Out for me. Yeah, at first it probably could have probably, but whenever, like I said, I learned from other people's mistakes or probably me even doing it, I was like, oh, yeah, okay, that's why he was saying that. And I was seeing what, when I was listening to him, the success I was having, so I wouldn't want anything else, so I just listened to him. Like, I, I respect all adults, younger adults, older adults, everybody, so um that that's really he installed it in me, but eventually, like I said, boxing my passion. So it, it was just me doing it after a while. That's tough, man. I mean, like I said, I, I deal with a lot of young people, man. So and I, and I and I was actually thinking about this the other day. I was thinking, like, man, how tough is it to you know let young people live their lives, or you know force them to listen or or help them understand that you know you have a certain level of wisdom since you've been here a little young, a little young, uh, longer. And you mm -hmm. basically out here saying right now that you just from the gate trusted your father's words. Right. Yeah. Kind of followed it. Yep. From, yep. Sometimes I can't say I have had a little resentment, but seeing, like I said, the success I was having and some of the failure, like he like, he is showing me like this, is why you don't do that. You know, it, it wasn't just like a hard no or, you can't do this or anything like that. Sometimes he'll let me learn the hard way, or sometimes he'll just show me an example of why not. So even through the training, he's still raising you. Right. Yes, sir. And uh, so I made the point twice now that you're still being raised. So I'm going to ask you, from, from your perspective, what, as far as your boxing career, what role does your mother play in developing what you're trying to do right now um 
she handled a lot of the business side of it. She she keeps it balanced like emotionally because she had come with the feminine energy. It's just not all like masculine uh guys trying to, you know what I'm saying, poker face, we fire coaches and stuff like that. So she helped balance it out, keep things in order, handle the other stuff that we can't worry about when it's actually fight time. When it's time for her to be, you know, that sound like a that sound like um, almost like a manager. So Right. Yeah, she does a lot of uh, the manager stuff, too. So when it's time for her, because, like I said, you're still being raised, and, you know, for, for, for those of us that are blessed to to grow with their mothers, man, you know, that relationship is is sacred. So when it's time for her to be your mom, uh, is that an easy transition or? So, like, it's much easier with her because, like I said, it's, it's more like nurturing, feminine energy and. It's just like I'm your mom. I'm here to help you, and I'm all I, I be with my mom every day. We live together, but like with my dad, it's more like it can get tense at times because like what we doing is dangerous. Because we both men, so it can it, it it's it's much easier of a transition with my mother though. Yeah, she 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 uh goes back. She plays those roles well. Is what you're saying? She, yeah, she, yeah, she sir. What about the pressures, man? I mean. Like, I mean, we are watching the NBA playoffs right now. We're turning on TV, man, and those are professional athletes, you know. You are a professional athlete. This is yes, your chosen sir. career. And you're doing it. You've been, you've been pro almost a year now, right? Yes, sir. So in the beginning, when you were 17 years old, you're still, uh, you're still in high school. You had to finish up early. Is that what you did? Uh, I just finished all the way. I just finished all the way. Yeah. Okay. So you went all the way through. Did your did your normal time? Yes, sir. So what is that, man? What does that look like, man? For some, because you were doing amateurs. I mean, you still get get you know yeah. gas enough for the pros. So what is what is high school like? Man, high school is cool. You just become the kid that everybody know for boxing. You know, it's not like how people think. Like people want to fight you or anything like that. You just become like a cool person because you know you got your football players basketball players and you just like you're the only one that's a boxer and then you like the number one boxer in the country and stuff and then you like their number one boxer in the country because you go to school with them every day you go to the same skating rings y'all eat at the same place so it's like you representing them so it was good it was good my biggest a lot of my biggest supporters are from my high school friends really so they still keep up with you? Yep. Running to them at the fitness gym, running to them at the mall. They want to exchange numbers. I'm like, oh, I've been watching you, man. I'm so proud of you, man. You came a long way. You talk about this in class. Really, I, how I think, like, we all young adults are like, some of us got out of school. And not saying anything is wrong with it. Had kids, some, you know, working nine to five, just trying to figure it out. But then they seem like, uh, me, sometimes I'll be at school. I miss a lot of school. I'll be behind. They be like, I'd be like, oh, it's for boxing. They wouldn't understand. But now they're seeing the magnitude of what I was actually talking about back then. And it's kind of crazy to them now. Why you say that? Why you feel like it's, uh, so you were saying because, back like, then that you was, you was, you was on this. Yeah, I was, but. I wasn't at school a lot because I had to miss it. So, like, I felt I'd be the one in there with the worst grade in the class and stuff like that. And, you know, boxing not a sport that everybody watch. So, they think I'm a boxer. They just think, oh, I'm just a guy who say they box. But now they understand, like, I'm a professional boxer. You know, the I just fought on the undercard of Earl Spence and things like that. So, now they, they really can understand now, like, uh, it, it's it's bigger than – just like, you know, uh, everyday guy who just said a boxer, something like that. Like, I'm really a professional boxer. Facts. You really are, man. Talk about transitioning from an amateur to a professional. Does, does, the, does the training change? What changes? Well, the pace changes. The style changes. So um, you got to really 
be on your defense more because it's no protection, small gloves, no headgear, no shirt. You fight men, so anything can happen. You know, people might see some of the guys I fight, they be like, oh, they're nothing. But at the end of the day, I'm 18, 17 years old fighting against guys who are 32, 29, 25 with a 10-ounce glove on. One punch can end the whole fight. So, grown uh, man. yeah, it's grown men. So, definitely, it's, it's more serious as a pro. Uh, you really got to lock in. It's, 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 I, I would say it's not as many punches. It's really setting up trying to hurt a guy. That's that's the biggest difference. Uh, it's more rounds, of course, because in the amateur, the fight is only three rounds. The longest a pro fight can be is 12. The shortest it can be is four rounds. So uh, it's, it's definitely a big change. I'm just now starting to really feel like a pro and feel comfortable. And, like, I feel I feel comfortable in my fights before, but now I'm really starting to feel like a pro, not an amateur transitioning from a pro. I'm starting to feel like an up-and-coming pro now, it, just now, this past weekend. So you, 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 you didn't feel like that with them first four fights? No, I just felt like my fourth fight I kind of was, but I'll probably say I felt like I was having my debut over and over. But now I feel like, all right, I'm 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 starting to see my strength. I'm starting to see how the turnover punches. I'm starting to see how the pro game works. And I'm, I'm, I'm really starting to – I'm ready. Uh, I'm moving up to six rounds now, so I'm moving up to better opponents and stuff like that. But it's still going to be the same results because – my preparation, but definitely I'm starting to feel like a pro. I'm starting to feel more like a man now in the ring too, not like a young man boxing against grown men. That's interesting, man. I'm trying to understand. So before you still kind of felt like you was fighting grown men. And now you're saying yeah. with this last fight, you felt like, okay, I'm physically I'm a so, man. Yeah. So basically what I felt like I was having my pro debut uh, I felt like I was just turning pro, so like I did. I felt like, um, like the nerves. Like I can't believe I'm in here fighting a pro fight, you know. And I didn't really feel like I had enough strength to hurt the guys, like like knock them out. But now I'm starting to see, and everybody's starting to confirm it. So, yeah, I, I feel I'm starting to feel stronger and feel more confident and relaxed in the pro ring. Is basically what I'm saying. You know, you said something a second ago about when you went pro, it was less punches. So, so you feel like when you go pro, that's one more. When you're an amateur, it's less scientific than it is when you come pro. It's more strategic. Definitely, because the amateur is just a point system. You're just trying to outpoint guys. Nine times out of ten, you're not going to knock a guy out with a head you're on. So, uh, yeah, you're just trying to outpoint guys. Y'all in the clinch, you tap in. It's not really about hurting the guy. It's just about winning on points, but in a pro, if you were watching a pro fight and you seen three guys get knocked out back to back, and then you seen some guys go and fight a whole 12 rounds and they just tapping, to you, that's going to be a boring fight as a fan. So really in the pros is about setting up knockouts, really. Yeah. Yeah. Man, Squirm, as, as many times as I've been around you, bro, I, you just the coolest, calmest dude, man. If I, I feel like if I put your voice on at night, it would help me go to sleep. <laughs> so when I see that, man, I'm like, man, how do you get the aggression up in order to get out here and just fight, man? You just the calmest, coolest cat that I wanted uh, that I know. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy because. When I was walking to the ring, everybody like, man, why are you just so calm and collected? Like, you're not nervous or anything. But really, to me, I pray for this since, like, it might sound like cliche or some people say all the time or something. But, like, this actually, like, when I was a little kid, I used to, like, pray and see this on in my head already. So I just followed the plan. It's been going good so far. So. To me, boxing, I think of it as my job. I don't I don't try to think of it as a fight. So I kind of do certain things to psych myself out to keep me calm. Like, I got to handle business right here. Take it one fight at a time. I go out there or I say, okay, all right, the guy good. He decent. 
All right, but let me let's say what I do to him if this is the same guy I'd be fighting if I was an amateur right now, you know, what would I do to him if we were amateurs? What would I do to him in the gym? So then I go in there and treat him like that in a real pro fight. You ever been in a and you say you see you associate what you're doing as like as a job, right? Yes. So have you ever been in a fight before? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like street fight. Or yeah, like, like you see, yeah, it's out yeah. there. You know, somebody got you. Yeah, escalated. Yeah, I, I didn't been in the fight, but like that was probably like middle school and down. Like, like I said, like when I became in high school, I never really had any fights or anything. I didn't have any fights in high school. Like, I didn't have some verbal arguments that and got like heated. I mean, like I said, you're a real cool cat, so I can't imagine people uh, stressing you or getting you to a point where you want to escalate. Um, but now that you, you know, a professional, do you feel like, you know, you, you just, it makes you more calm outside of the ring? Definitely, because it it looked one way from the sideline, but stepping in there and being under those hot lights and stuff like that, it really do something to your mind, take you in a whole different, like, fight or flight stage like nervous like you finna jump out of an airplane or something so regular life sparring training things like that everything else is just like so calm it's like relaxing and just help me gather my mind like talking to people things like that it's just like nothing else can what else can you can be more scary than fighting in front of all these people you know so it makes me more comfortable in life and calm. Your last fight was that the biggest uh, arena that you fought in so far? Yeah, that was the biggest. Yes, platform so was like the biggest, biggest in the world, I guess. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, every fight I yeah. fight in is the biggest fight. So it's everything going is like up. stepping up. Yeah, yep. going up so every time. That was that was definitely the biggest I ever fought on. So man, you walking out there, you know, it's Cowboy Stadium. You know, this is Dallas. You've lived here for most of your life. Mm-hmm. Man, when you walk out there, I'm, I'm sure you walked out there before the fight, looked around or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I did. Went, but when you walked out there, you know, suited up, what's going through your head, man? Um, man, it was just like, all right, here we are. It's time to handle business. Uh, it was like I was. It was like an out of body experience. Like it was like I was gone for a little bit. Just absorb it. Just take it. Don't be nervous. Just go. Just go. Just go. That's all I was thinking. Just go and handle it. Don't be scared. Just handle it. You know, it's not like a fear of an opponent or anything. It's just like, why are you here in the moment? It's crazy. Yeah. You've seen this from a distance. Now it's your turn. Yeah. So uh, I I had it took me about, I'd say, 30 seconds into the fight to really just feel like, okay, all right, here we go. I got hit. I got hit one time with a little jab, but and then uh, after that it was over with. Like I caught the guy with a good punch, got his time, and got him out of there. But yeah. man, it was an unreal feeling though. You got that little hit, and you said, "All right, square. Let me stop tripping. Let me go. <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah, you in Cowboy Stadium? Well, let me go ahead. And, yeah, let me go ahead and get yes, to work. It's still a ring. Wherever they yes. put it at, it's still a ring, right? Right. That's that's the main thing. Wherever they put it at. Hey, was it a long walk up there though to the uh, uh to that to that rink? Was it a long walk? Yeah, definitely. Because <laughs> uh we have to come from the locker room. So actually, I was supposed to walk about 30 minutes uh later than the fight, but the fight before me ended so fast, they uh came and got me and just put me by the ring walk and said, uh, come on, guys, they just got us out the locker room. I was like, oh, already? We're like, okay, we're already ready though, ahead of time. Uh thankfully, but uh we just have to finish getting warmed up right there by the ring walk. And then um, when I got right there, I said, um, can I just look out real quick? I just wanted to look at it real quick and do the walk before I actually have to do it. So while the other guy was fighting, I walked out and did the ring walk. Then I walked back in the back and I was like, okay, I see it. It's time to handle business. Do, do you think, you feel like people sometimes forget that even though you're a man, you still, you're only 18? Like this is all? yeah. Definitely. A lot of times people do forget that uh, with the high expectations of being a pro boxer, but it's OK. You know, I signed up for this and uh, I'm, I'm 
and me as long as me and my family and people that I love are happy and satisfied with what I'm doing, that's all that matter to me. I saw that post you put up like right, uh, I don't know if it was the day before or two days before. When when you're doing events like this, people be on you about trying to get into the venues and to the point yeah. where you had to say, look, man, chill out. Yeah, definitely. So like it's a lot of people who have been with me from the start, but it's a lot of people who I I really had a lot of love for who, you know, tried to play us in different ways or, you know, who weren't loyal or just people who didn't really care or really, you know, pay me no attention with my boxing, which is fine, but uh, you can support, but it's a, this is a not just a boxing, this is a real event. Like this is an event, this is bigger than just a regular boxing match, this yeah. event at a stadium that holds 60,000 people and they expect me to give them free tickets, yeah. but you can't even come and watch me spar for free. Right. So why would I give you free tickets to a fight? They, but really they just want free tickets to the main event too. But I, I feel like if you support somebody, you will spend money or at least try to ask to ask first, can you buy a ticket? and you would get a free ticket or something like that. But they don't understand. It's not my fight. I'm just on the undercard. I don't have any tickets. Like, my parents and me and everybody else had to pay for their own tickets. So you think just because you say you're a supporter, you're going to get a free ticket. I don't understand that at all. Yeah, them lines getting blurred a little bit, getting a few extra uh, new cousins and whatnot. Cause yeah, definitely. Because it's up? Yeah, definitely. But uh, I – I try to see the good in everything. I just take that as people starting to acknowledge me for my growth and my boxing. But definitely, I, I still treat everybody like they are my cousin. Like, I put up a post that if you support me on her, you is my cousin. But if you're my cousin and you support me, you're going to buy tickets to my fight, you know? So right. I, that's how I see it. Yeah, man, the thing that, that made me want to uh, uh, invite you to have this conversation because I'm always curious about how somebody's mind is working through uh, uh, extraordinary circumstances. Right. You know, it's, it's important for, you know, people to realize, to me, it's important to realize that what you're experiencing right now is extraordinary. It's beyond normal. Right. You know, yeah, so the type is. of mind, I'm just trying to open a gate to the type of mind that you have and the kind of mind you got to have to, to get through what you're experiencing, because uh, if any, if there's any dents or, or lows in your mind, all this could collapse. Everything. That's how I think of it. Is me. How I think of this. I say, like, I got all these people in my family, and then, you know, they all got their purpose on earth. We all got our purpose on earth. But when I got, when I was born, I'm the one who's supposed to take us from being just regular to being to that next level of life, you know, not just financially, but like, just like positivity, everything just open up to a whole nother level of life that people from St. Louis or people from in my family at all, just never seen, you know? So that's how I think of it. That's really why I do it. And just building a legacy. I want to, besides being rich or being world champion, anything like that, like when I, die whatever i want people to still be like oh how they talk about muhammad ali and stuff like that like you can go into the store right now you can pick up a little kid no muhammad ali because they see him on gatorade that's how i want to be that's the main thing for me or just like they have a talent and people just anywhere just fall into what's comfortable but i could have stayed amateur I could have went to college. I could have did a lot of things that was comfortable, but no, nah, I'm going to go ahead and while I'm 18, build my pro record. So when I'm by the time I'm in my early 20s, my family going to be living a whole different type of life. Yeah, I can appreciate that, man. That sounds like a lot of pressure, though, what you put yeah, in yourself. Yeah, it is a lot of pressure, but, you know, somebody got to do it, though, and I just take it. To take the pressure off, I think of it one fight at a time. That's yeah, how I fair. think of it. I'm gonna say this though too, also that a lot of those those cycles that are that it's hard to break 
especially coming out of St. Louis, you know, when you go there and you see people just can't see out of side of, of one thing, you know, it's like, man, yeah. like this is, it's other things outside of this, man. But a lot of those cycles that needed to be broken, uh, your father broke them first. Definitely. Yeah, you know I mean? he, he did. Broke them first, you know, and we, uh, he, what he represents as uh, a man coming out of St. Louis and uh, a self-made man, the way he built himself, uh, it's, it's also important uh, for people and for, for, for many generations to understand or analyze or just take into account what he did and what he was able to accomplish coming out of Definitely. St. Louis because a lot of brothers coming out of that city don't do that, what he what he was able to do. Yeah, if it wasn't for him, none of this would be going on. I probably wouldn't even ever got introduced to the sport, you know, so it's just not me. I got cousins that we carrying on our back. I got a lot of people riding behind this. If I uh, don't handle business or something the right way, it could all go wrong. So I just got to, I put all my faith in God and I just give him my all because if you don't give me your all, somebody else will and they'll be happy to take your spot any day of the week. So Squirm, what are, what, are, what, are, what are the hardest times then? Like what are the hardest times you got to face dealing, living this life? Um, being away from home, being away from home, uh, sometimes like uncomfortable territory, like going to other people's gyms out of town, staying in hotels, stuff like that. Like I'd rather be at home, eating the food that I like, watching TV, being around my siblings, being around my cousins, stuff like that. That's the uncomfortable territory that I say, being away from home, uh, having to not eat to make way and things like that. Uh, the fight is the fun part to me, but that that's the main thing, uh, having to travel places and deal with people who you, you don't know how they're going to treat you when you get there and all that, but you don't know why you're doing this. Sometimes you just doing, you just know it's, it's, it's going to have some type of good result. Like going to some places like, man, why do, why are we here sparring at the gym? They're not even, Get, they won't even give us water. They won't even acknowledge us while we're here, you know, being places in other countries and stuff like that, just having to deal with a lot of stuff just to be successful in your career. Uh, yeah, that's the main thing, though, like having to go to people's gyms, people, it's a whole gym against you and your dad, you know, things like that. that that's the hard part of it. Having to stay in a hotel when you'd rather be at home, waking it you know what i'm saying can't really sleep because you know it's not your room not that comfortable you know you got to go to these people gym and space tomorrow and they know each other you don't know anybody out there things like that man pressure and sacrifice man that's what it sounds like to me yeah. pressure and sacrifice how do you how do you yeah. uh balance yourself out you know because you can't fight all the time i know you feel uh you feel up when you fight, like that's therapeutic right. for you, getting out there and doing that. You feel probably up when you're training, but you can't train mm -hmm. and, and fight 24-7. So what are you doing in between Definitely times not. to keep yourself cool? Um, I actually like learning stuff, like doing stuff with driving school and stuff like that, like learning facts about stuff I didn't know, history, uh watching documentaries and stuff like that educating myself um i like shopping too i like buying nice clothes hanging out just hanging out joking thinking talking about good things with my family eating good food that i like doing stuff that's comfortable for me at home in my hometown really that that's the type of stuff that i like to do so uh you keep yourself balanced you know basically by Putting, putting new things in your mind and, you know what I mean? Right. Taking care of yourself. Yeah. Taking you know. care of myself, shopping, just being a regular teenager, for real, after all the boxing stuff done. Like, that's all I've been doing this week. Of course, I still keep my body in shape. I, I ran 10 miles, like, the Monday after I fought and still went to the gym with them when they sparred and stuff. But I didn't spar anything, but really just enjoying like the money that I get from the fight and things like that. So you, okay. So you, oh, so you, you, you mean you, you already seeing dividends, huh? Yeah. Yeah, up, man. yeah. 
That's Definitely. Dope, man. And again, that's that's part of being a professional, man. People I need to understand that that you you also get paid. Yeah. But uh man, do you I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna got a couple more questions. I just want to ask you on them it's got to be some days where you you know cuz I know you get y'all get up and y'all get going early. Mm. It's got to be some days where you are like, man, I ain't, I'm not finna I don't feel like doing this shit. Yeah, yeah, a lot of days like that where I'll be like, man, why, why am I out of everything I could be doing in my life? Why am I doing this? <laughs> like, it's a lot of days like that. Like, I get in the ring and be like, man, I'm really finna just fight, you know, in front of all these people. Like, man, well, how did I get myself to this point where I'm fighting right here? But you know, it's Eric. It, we have, we all have those days, though. But uh, uh, people always say stuff like, "It's not, it's not uh, how you feel. It's about what you do, really." Right. So I, I just push yeah. through it. Some days I do have days where I just go through the motions of doing the whole workout, not just trying to get it over with, not really doing it to get better. But you know, that's that's better than just sitting. And not doing it at all, really, to me, how I think about it. But uh, yeah, I do have those days a lot, a lot of times because, like I said, like a lot of people be forgetting how young I am. You know, I'm just out of high school, and it's been boxing, boxing since then. You know, and the pandemic really kind of threw me off a lot, like boxing wise, because I went from being a number one amateur to a guy that's just like turning pro so like it kind of like man I had like some type of and when I was number one in the country as an amateur I had some type of like pride about myself like there's no way this guy gonna spar me and keep up with me and stuff like that so like when the pandemic happened my ranking dropped um I wasn't fighting haven't fought in over almost like two years so it was like I'm just every other boxer at this point so that kind of went away and it was times where a lot of times like I, of course I got good skills and stuff but it was times where like dudes hang with me that there were nowhere near my level and stuff like that but it was just off of my mindset and really lately I just now really just got back into that like even my I say my first three fights I didn't have that but from my fourth fight to this fight Lately, I'm just now getting back to that. I, I'm me. I'm different. Nobody gonna be able to hang with me. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna carry myself this way. I'm gonna carry myself professional in the ring, out the ring, in every way. So I'm really just now getting back to that. Like a lot of people don't understand. Like the pandemic affected a lot of things. It really did. So like I'm really just like shaking back from that now. Yeah, man. Sound like uh, I mean. You know, it almost sounds like you was in a dangerous space walking into what you're trying to do. This is a gladiator sport. You walking into it with yeah. even with the with the slightest dent in your confidence. It sounds like you yeah, kind of you know you lost a little bit of your confidence through the pandemic and coming out of it. Yeah, I did. It was mainly like I lost a little bit of like my ego that like that extra like nobody can beat me type stuff. But I, I got that back now at a whole different level than what I already had. It's just. It just took me to get back consistent and really it just took me like to get like my spiritual relationship with God, like praying and stuff to, you know, get back to that point. Yeah, you carry, carry by faith. I mean, you got to have some, you got to have faith. You got to have a certain level. I'm assuming I'm not, I don't know. Definitely. Yeah. The yeah. Level of confidence you got to have to go in here Definitely. and say, I'm going to fight this grown man. I'm finna whoop him, and there's nothing he can do about it. Like, you really yeah, got to believe definitely. that, don't you? Yeah, definitely. Like, you can get hurt when you're at the, yeah, when you at the weigh-in, when you're doing all of it. You can't show any, can't show any weakness. It's all confidence. Everybody else, they just know you're going to beat this guy. So you got to go out there, and you got to go beat that guy. Do you see it, though? Because every time I watch one of your weigh-ins, it looks like the other dude kind of scared. Like, do you, do you? You see yeah. weakness in some of them guys yeah. when you're doing the weigh-in? Yeah, like the last guy I fought, uh, I definitely seen right through him. The thing about that guy, a lot of people don't know he's a durable guy. See, like, I'm a, I'm at the prospect stage. He didn't fought prospects, but they were 
25-year-old prospects in six-round fights on ESPN. He lasted the whole fight with them and gave a good fight. He only been stopped in his pro debut with a body shot. Um, he never been knocked out or anything like that. So this guy is a durable guy, had a winning record. He was 4-0 before he ever had his first loss. And that was to a decision at like a higher weight class than he usually fighted. So the guy can fight. He he only lost to undefeated guys like 7-0 and things like that at higher mm-hmm. weights. He never been knocked out like the fashion that I beat him in. He's never been beat in. So uh, I just have to really just lock in. Like once I get to the point where I can size the guy up and look at him and all that, all all the thinking and all that goes out, it's, it's just pure confidence. It's just pure confidence right there. Uh, I looked him in his eyes, and I just seen it like he didn't want it. He wasn't there. He didn't have it. I could see, I could sense his energy. I was like, yeah, he's scared. A lot of people thought I was just talking, but I could see like the first guy I fought in my pro debut. He had a lot of confidence. He had a lot of confidence. He he probably didn't think he was going to win, but he tried though. You know, he tried. He was smiling the whole fight. He wasn't scared at the weigh-in. He wasn't nervous or anything like that. But, uh, yeah, that guy, I definitely could see it straight through him. He he wasn't confident, and he wasn't there to uh, try to win. For, to me, he wasn't. But he was definitely a good guy to step up against, like, and put on my record. Yeah, so not even so much that he was – that he, that, that, uh, that he could win, but he was hard to beat. Or in his past, right. he should have been. You know, he, he yeah, he was he, hard to beat. It was hard for people to beat. Hard to, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, he was hard to beat, hard to knock out for sure. Like he had, a, he was known for having a good chin. That's why they put him on the list for TV opponents. Because I was probably gonna be on the TV card, but just how the fights played out, I wasn't. But yeah, they had him on the list for TV opponents, and uh, I just made him look like the rest of the guys I fought. Yeah. Yeah. What what goes when you when you when you uh transition to pro? Is it like some paperwork you gotta file or is it just yeah the the thing about pro boxing why uh is another reason why it's not a big deal as other sports is because anybody can turn pro. Anybody on the world. Like if you're a regular person, you can just sign up and become a pro boxer. It's not like you got to go through college, college all that, anything yeah. like basketball or anything like that. You can just sign up and become a pro boxer. Because yeah. there's no league. It's, it's you know. It's, it's just, like yep. yeah. just okay. worldwide pro boxing. That's all. So I'm going to ask you this then. Uh, when somebody out there, because I coached a lot of years, and a lot of guys thought they was going to go pro. But when you try to tell them the discipline it takes, I'm not even talking about boxing, I'm talking about any sport, the discipline that right. it takes in order to be a professional athlete. Because it's guys, I mean, it's it's millions of guys all over the world. Like boxing is a worldwide sport. It's some guy yeah, in some country is. on the other side of the planet right now training his ass off, you know, talking about he's going to be a pro one day too. Right. Uh, everybody can't do this is what I'm trying to say. What right. is it? Or my, my man, everybody can, but everybody won't. So I'm gonna say that. I'm gonna say that. What is mm-hmm. it? What, what would you say to somebody, anybody that is an athlete of any kind and thinking they, you know, want to be a professional athlete? What kind of advice would you give, or what kind of comments would you give to somebody that was, that's thinking about taking that route? To me, if you're absolutely ready to give up everything and just only be to be successful if you're not ready to give up everything that you enjoy or love doing to be the best at that sport if you don't love that sport more than you love everything else um don't do it really to me because you don't it is definitely in any professional sport is dangerous to get into it and not give it 50 percent because this professional is the best of the best. Like this guy's job, life, money, well-being on the line. So if you're not ready to give up anything or sacrifice anything just to be the best at that sport or that profession, you shouldn't do it to me. But um, some good things I can say, 
just try to have fun with it. Don't always think of it as just this sport or it's a fight or things like that. Like have fun with it. Don't let the business or the money or the politics take the fun out of actually doing a sport that you loved when you were a kid and things like that. Yeah. So you're saying you, you, you got you to gotta be a psycho, but you also got to be a human. Yeah, definitely. Like, if you're a basketball player, when you were a kid, that feeling that you felt that you that made you say, oh, I want to be in the league, um, you know, and have that feeling when you're out on the court playing. Don't just think of it as, oh, this money, this contract on the line and things like that. And I feel like if you do have that feeling, then you'll probably be able to perform better. Hey, Squirm, man, I'm proud of you, man. I'm, 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 I'm proud of your mom. I'm definitely proud of your father and uh, what you're accomplishing um, is to the moon, you know. Uh, you know, seeing you right now, having that level of confidence is is, is incredible. It's something that, you know, we all should aspire to, man, to have that type of confidence to be, to know that, you know, that you are not only good at something, but great at something and had the potential to be the best right. at something. Uh, and to believe that about yourself, you know what I mean? That's that has to be an incredible feeling. I don't know anything about it, but uh, I'm, I'm happy you got it. And, uh, you know, to the moon, nephew. You. To the moon, nephew. All right. Yes, sir. Thank you. Um, thanks for having me, too. Hey, man. Man, I appreciate you. Love you, man. You know, and, love you, too. Um, thanks for having me. Well, there you have it. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Like I said, young man doing incredible things. Uh, very proud of him. Uh, strong support system behind him. Uh, strong black family at work and in progress in the process of, again, doing something incredible. Um, and uh, that's important. That's important to highlight. I'll see y'all next time. Thanks again for listening. I really, really, really appreciate it.